By definition, an antenna is a metal whip designed to receive and transmit radio signals within a given area. It's BS in the Morning on KSLQ and Westplex 1071. Okay. So, hi, everyone. This is Shelly. I am with BS.show. I am the co-host. Our host, Brad Hildebrand, will be along in a second if he's not already here. Well, you'll know when he's here. He makes an entrance. So, today is Friday, and it's Break the Format Friday. So, Brad is going to play you songs from your past, um, songs that will make you tap your toes and... Um, you know, bounce your head to the beat. It's going to be lovely. So, I'm sorry, what? Isn't it true that when they become president, they can't drive their personal stuff? It's true they used to. They might they might still do it if you're huh? From Denny's. That's true. All we want to do is and that's I mean, just true do as the well. whole thing. Don't piece part match it together. Okay, let's go to big girls for two hundred. Okay, the answer there. Skinny women can do this for you. Doug, what is not a damn thing? Yeah, you got They've been a PETA. Don't piece part match it together. Not as bad as it could have, but he was gentle on me. I was all kerfuffled. Nano, no, no, I don't know. I was all kerfuffled. Who doesn't love a yellow school bus, right? Can you raise your hand if you love a yellow school bus, right? Just, there's something about... Most of us, many of us, went to school on the yellow school bus, right? She marks her man with her lips. And by the way, my Corvette's in a lock garage, okay? So it's not like you're sitting out in the street. <laughs> I'm sorry. What was that about? That's from yesterday. This... I figured it was. What, what, what was the contact? This has gotten, I'm sorry. I mean, matter of fact, I, heard, I read something, a comment somebody put on Twitter, and it was really funny. At least to me it was funny. They said they should arrest both both Donald Trump and now President Biden for having confidential material not properly contained or whatever, what do you want to call it. And they should put him in a, in a jail cell together and put a video camera on it running 24 hours a day. And that would be the most watched TV show ever. It would. It'd be like Truman on steroids. Right? People would just sit there and watch <sighs> Trump and, and Biden in a jail cell together. You know, morning, noon, and night. Remember, for a while, it used to be big on the internet. They had those those cameras of like bird's nests and things like that. And people used to sit there and just watch. You know what I'm talking about? You, no. don't, you don't know what I'm talking about? For all oh, for a while, when streaming video first hit, okay, there were all these guys, maybe gals too, who knows? I don't know. That they and there some of them were sort of cool. They would like there was one, I don't know how they did this. There like a guy got a camera uh into an eagle's nest and it showed the mama eagle, you know, taking care of the eagle babies, you know, and then there was another one with a you know cute little bird and the mama bird feeding. And and the crazy thing, it was just a lockdown. You know, no motion camera, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 
aimed it like something. And people, oh my God, look at this. And people would watch it. And for a while, it was like the most streamed channels of all. You know, there was people would just go, oh, I gotta watch the birds. I gotta watch the birds. So you put Biden and, and Trump in a jail cell together and you put a camera on them and you just run it 24 hours a day. But of course you had to have audio because I mean, they'd have, they'd have to talk back and forth at least some, you know what I mean? Which would be- I do. Okay, the story is now, and I'm telling you, this is like, what's interesting is the Biden thing has taken on a new turn because you know why? Why? Because he's getting worse? Well, the late night talk shows are now making jokes about him. Okay? It was for a long... They should not do that. Well, no, 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 no. Here, 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 let's go back. Back in the day, back in the day with Johnny Carson and then Jay Leno, the the late... And even like uh, uh, David Letterman, the late night talk shows, there was nobody off limits. Okay? Everybody was on limits. Okay? If if President whoever, you know, throw in Obama... Yeah, but if if they were clearly diminished no 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 it, i don't think that it, they would make it, fun of it them. had nothing to do with diminished it was just they did they did goofy stuff okay and and i know okay and and i but see see the late night talk shows with the exception of gut uh, um what, what's what's his name gutfeld steve gutfeld whatever his name is bob gutfeld i don't know his name i've never seen the show before because I don't have I don't have cable, so I can't see it. So anyway, uh, with the uh, exception of him, all the late night talk show hosts, all they do is go after Trump. I mean, he's not even in office anymore. Trump, 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 Trump. He's a jerk. He's terrible. Trump, blah blah blah. It's just like Trump, 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 Trump. It's just all this. So now, Jimmy Kimmel and I think one of the other ones, I can't remember who the other one was, went after him. Okay, the story on this is that, and once again, be careful of what you say about someone that you're against because it can come back to haunt you. Because, it always will. Okay, now the video from the 60 Minutes interview, I believe it's a 60 Minutes interview, with with Joe Biden talking about how terrible it was that Donald Trump had these confidential records in his house in Mar-a-Lago, his place wherever he lives. I don't mansion. I don't know what it is. Some place, some fancy schmancy place down in Mar-a-Lago that you and I, you and I can't afford. Okay, so ah, it's terrible. It's terrible. It's 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 you know it it's it's a shot at the secrecy of the United States, and it shows how blatantly disregard you know he disregards the law. Okay, earlier this week it came out that some office he had in in um, Washington D.C., which was being paid for by the University of Pennsylvania, somehow in a closet. There's a bunch of confidential doc- documents, okay? A whole bunch of confidential documents. So this happened in November, right before the election. I think it was November so 2nd. So is this Donald Trump? No, this is, is this just Joe Biden? Joe Biden when he was after oh, this is oh, okay. this is after he left after he left office. In other words, this would have been like probably sometime in 2017, 2018. He when he left office, when he left the bright vice president's office, he moved. Now, once again, I'll give these guys the benefit of the doubt that if you're like a big important president person, you're not schlepping boxes. You know what I mean? I mean, you and me. Well, of course not. If, if we're moving to office, you and me, and we've done it, we physically grab the junk, we put it in the back of our cars, the back of our pickup trucks, whatever, and we move from office to office, okay? Yes, so, we do. Yeah, it's literally hands-on. And that's why most people are. If you move your house, you may have a moving company, but at one point in time, the moving company puts all the boxes in the garage or something like that, and you go through the boxes. Okay, this goes in the kitchen. You know what I mean? That kind of a thing. Okay, so yes. so it came out that he had a bunch of documents that were confidential, top secret, what they call 
There's a thing for this. There's a, I don't know if you've heard this thing. These guys, the Washington people, talk about it all the time. It's a skiff. You know what a skiff is? No, I know what a spiff is. No, this is, this is, they call this a skiff. Let me look this up. It's some kind of a room that's designated for um, secret documents. Let me see. S, I think it's S-C-I-F-F. Yeah, skiff room. Here it is right here. Okay, here's skiff room, his definition. Skiffs can be either permanent or temporary and can be set up in official government buildings. Uh, sensitivity compartment, compartmented, in, oh, that's what it is. Sens- sensitive compartmented information facility. So essentially what is is in a closed area within a building that is used to process sensitive compartmented information, skiff, types of classified information. And skiffs can be either permanent or temporary, can be set up in official government buildings, such as situation room in the White House, onboard ships in private residence of officials, or in hotels, rooms, and other places of necessity for officials when traveling. Portable skiffs can quickly be set up when needed during emergency situations. So, okay, so they found all these documents. And, of course, it happened right before the election. And, of course, nobody talked about it. Well, it came out this week that his attorneys, Biden's attorneys, have turned over these boxes of documents that were in his in his in his closet in his office that he had of this before actually when he wasn't in office same kind of deal he was out of office and it was in his 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 closet so yesterday it comes out that well that's not the only confidential documents that he had yesterday it came out that he had boxes of confidential of documents in his garage at his home in Delaware where he keeps his Corvette. So I'm going like, what? And if you know the story, he got a Corvette. He's got like a, it's like a 67 or something like that. It was like, you know, and once again, here's the guy. What's wrong with that? I say nothing, but but see, here's the interesting thing. The interesting thing about it is, here's the guy who pretends that, you know, oh, I'm just average lunchbox Joe, and I never had any money. I was always poor. Okay, even back in 67, like like right now, you can go buy a car, although I heard something the other day. They said the average sale price, this is a record. This was like uh, NADA, the National Association, NADA, whatever it is, National Association of uh, National Automobile Dealers Association, came out and said that last year we set a new record that the average price of a new vehicle was $49,000. Average price, $49,000. Okay, well, anyway, the idea being is, Right now, if you were going to go buy a Corvette, first off, you'd be lucky to find one because they're all like most of them are on they're on waiting lists now. But most of the Corvettes are pushing a hundred thousand dollars. Okay, so once again, if I said to you, Shelly, the radio business has really been bad. I'm not making any money. I'm broke, but I'm picking up my new Corvette today. You get what I'm saying? It's one I hand. Do. One hand, I'm saying like I don't have any money. I'm broke, but I'm buying a hundred thousand dollar car. Okay. Once again, this was Lunchbox Joe. I don't have any money. I live a little, 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 you know, private life. But he has like three houses in Delaware and all this other kind of stuff. And you know what the bizarre part of this is? This is his house in Delaware, that I, his main house he lives in. And guess whose name the house is in? Jill's. Hunter Biden. <laughs> I'm going like, what? His, his son, Mr. So, okay, so let me finish the story. It comes out that... He has, they were, after this came out, you know, his, his staff went and they're looking every place, they're looking high and low and make sure they don't have more sensitive documents, more confidential documents. And they found a couple boxes more of confidential documents in his garage next where he keeps his Corvette. So yesterday he does a press conference. I'm telling you, I, I, if you, if you want to see something, it, it's almost sad. 
He does his press conference, and once again, when he's on teleprompter, he does pretty good. Do you know who Peter Ducey is? I do not. Okay, Peter Ducey is this young buck reporter that, and I know he works for Fox, and I know people say he's very biased, he's very conservative. I say I don't care because he asks probing questions. And so Biden's giving some update on something. And and then after the press, you know, after he's, okay, we're done. And normally they have this so controlled that, you know, he, he already has, his staff has, has, has pre-screened reporters. I'm not making this up. This is not being me, Mr. Negative Biden. This is just the way it works. When he gives his, when he goes to a press room and he does a press conference, his press people are now, they call them the comms people. That's the new buzzword. The comms people. They give him a list of who to call on. And they're always friendly reporters. There's always somebody from CNN. And, hey, Joe, is it true your wife uses, uses uh, you know, uh, so-and-so hairspray? And does she really like the way it makes her hair look? You know, they're all questions like that. Well, so yesterday he gets done with his press conference. And the press goes, ape, you know what? And the guy right in front of the, in the room is Peter Ducey. And Peter Ducey says to him, is this true that you kept these 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 documents in your garage right next to your Corvette? And he, he starts mumbling and stumbling, and then he says this. And by the way, my Corvette's in a locked garage, okay? So it's not like you're sitting out in the street. So, so think about something for a minute, okay? In your house, like let's say you still had your daughter living with you, okay? Let's say she's like 15, okay? Where would you keep her birth certificate? Where would you keep the important documents about you and your husband? Where would you keep, like, your Social Security cards and, like, if you had, like, you know, uh, health care plans and, and, you know, your birth certificates? Where would you keep that? Would you keep that in a box? In, in, a, gr- in a safe. <laughs> right. In, would, you yeah. put it, would you put it in a box in your garage? <laughs> you know, it's like, like what? Well, I, I can't really comment on that because... We're still trying to... I, But you're moving stuff around. I get that. Yes. But average people, the stuff, the reason why most people can't, can't get their cars in their garage if they have one is it's filled with junk they don't use anymore. You know what I mean? Let's be honest. You know, put it in the garage. That's, 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 if you got a basement, you got a garage, that's what happens with most people. If you store stuff, eh, we don't like this blender anymore, put it in the garage. You know, or we don't like, you know, you go in the, in the garage and there's golf clubs that you used to play golf with. There's bicycles you used to ride, stuff that you don't use anymore. It's like, so this has turned into this huge deal that now he looks sort of stupid because of the fact that he went after Trump. Well, it's terrible. He's got these documents. And when he says this stuff about, and, and what's funny is, there's a video that came out from the 2020 campaign of him driving his Corvette. And yes, you are correct. When you get to be the president, you're not allowed to drive a vehicle anymore. It's it's off limits. You can't. Okay, that's you, what I thought. Right. You but... can't drive a vehicle anymore it le- unless it's off-road. Remember uh, George W. Bush and even like even uh, uh, if you go back to Reagan, Reagan used to drive like a Jeep around in his property at a, like a, a, you know, a farm or something like that in California. That's okay. But you can't drive a vehicle on public roads. Okay, so so this comes out yesterday, 
and everybody's just going nuts. And and it's to the point where and and yesterday afternoon and people are now saying like, okay, look at this. You're going after Trump. You raid his house. And Trump even said on his Truth Social thing, are they going to raid Joe Biden's house? This was before it came out that he had these documents in his garage. Trump's probably sitting there going like, I can't believe this. This is so funny. So now it looks like okay, Donald. You know, Joe Biden has all these 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 classified documents. And it's like, and he, when he says this yesterday, it's in his, in, his, in his box in his garage. Anyway, there's a video that comes out of him backing his Corvette. This was like before the 2020 election. And it was something about, it was some video that came out or, or something came out about, you know, buy American, you know, buy, and he comes, I buy my, I buy my Corvette and it's American made. You need to buy more American cars. And at the end of the video, he backs his Corvette into the, his garage. This is the same garage that has the confidential documents in it. And people are pulling up the video and pulling, you know, and pulling screen grabs and circling the boxes of documents stacked up in his garage. So they're right there. They're right in his garage. And it's like, okay, this is so weird. You know, like, it's like, it's like being, you know, it's like, it's like, as a little kid, you know, you're stealing, you're, you're, you're grabbing, you know, nowadays you're, you're, you're doing something bad you shouldn't be doing in the front yard, you know, and you're, you're, you're throwing rocks at cars or something like that. And your mom comes out and says, Billy, have you been throwing rocks at cars? And you go, no, mom, not me. So she goes inside or grabs her phone and pulls up a ring doorbell camera and says, Billy, what's this? You know, and the kid throwing rocks at the cars. Oh, I don't know, mom. I don't know who that is. You know what I mean? It's one of those kind of moments. You know what I'm saying? I do. <laughs> it's, you know, and look, I know we're all human. Have I done stupid stuff in my life? I do stupid stuff every day. Every day, I sometimes say to myself, why did I do that? That was dumb. You know what I mean? Sometimes it's it's stupid, stupid stuff. Sometimes it's just like, you know, I'll forget where I put my phone, you know, and where is it? It's in my pocket. You know what I mean? It's stuff, you know what I'm saying? It's stuff like that. You go like, okay, why did I do that? Or you go to the store to buy something and you end up coming back and you bought everything but what you went to the store to buy. You ever done that before? Come on, tell me. That? I'm sorry, the last part. You go you, to the you, store to buy one specific thing and you buy other stuff, but you forget to buy the thing you went to the store for. Get what I'm every, saying? Every day. <laughs> I'm saying it's just, it's most, it's like human nature. We're all humans. We do goofy, weird stuff. You know, we make mistakes. That's life, you know, and I get it. And once again, my point saying, I will say the, the same thing for Trump and Biden. You move, you're like some, some super duper high, you know, high level person. Trump was the president. Biden was the vice president when this stuff happened. You don't know what this what this stuff is. You know where all these boxes are. You know, I mean, they're talking about right now. They build these presidential libraries that have millions of documents. I mean, I look around my crappy little office. You know, I run you know crappy little radio stations. I look around my office and I think to myself, how do we generate this much paper? I got bills. I got receipts. You know what I mean? I got this. I got that. I got, you know, file folders with all my, you know, car titles in them and stuff like that. You know, I just like, and once again, we're supposed to have the paperless society, but it didn't happen. You know what I mean? There's paper everywhere still, you know? And now what I do is I've done this for a long time. I miss to recycle. And when I do have stuff that's like, "Ah, I don't need this anymore. I run it through my shredder and I use it for packer material when I sell stuff on eBay. How's that for being Joe Recycle? 
You are Joe Recycle. <laughs> I'm telling you. Right now, I'm looking at, I'm here in the studio. I'm looking at my, my our console that I bought used because it came from, matter of fact, I bought five of them. I, you, know, you know the story. I bought them from a guy. These came out of a radio station. I believe one, three of these came out of a radio station in Pittsburgh, two of them in Kansas City. Okay? I'm looking at my clock, which I bought on eBay, which is used. I'm looking. I have my set, my headphones on that you bought that were from some guy who used to do sports reporting. Wasn't that the story? Wasn't he a play-by-play yes. guy or something like that? And you bought it he on was. Facebook Marketplace. Okay, I'm looking. I'm looking to my right. I have a computer that we got from EPC Computers, which is a recycled computer. I have a little console to my right, which your your audio is on. Uh, someone gave this to me because they didn't want it anymore. You know, matter of fact, uh, uh, I don't know if I told you the guy that that I, you you keep wanting to have lunch with, which one of these days is going to set up. Every once in a while, he'll call me up and he'll say, "Brad, I've got this," and whatever the piece of equipment is, he says, "I don't use it anymore. I'm going to drop by your place and put it on the front porch." I go, "That's fine, Bruce. Go ahead." So I go out and here's something Bruce dropped off for me, and the latest thing is something that broke that he wants me to try to fix, and if I can't fix it, he says, "Just throw it away." You know, and I think I can fix it. I think I can get a part for it and fix it and give it back to him. See, and that and and does my, he know I want to meet him? Yes, and my cars are all used cars. I drive around either in my three hundred dollar car, or my five hundred dollar car, or my expensive fifteen hundred dollar car, you know, which are all recycled. My lawnmowers are all used, ones that I bought used. Most of them I bought to the point where people were just going to scrap them. Matter of fact, I told you I bought that one from those guys in North City, you know, right before Christmas. I told you about that, right? Didn't I? No. Yeah, I got a I got a, a really nice John Deere commercial walk behind that these guys these guys were they were the clean out crew and I believe it was unfortunately that this was a house that a guy died in because they had a dumpster outside and they were just throwing stuff away. And a lot of times these cleanup crews uh, if you hire them to come in and clean up your place, especially in something like this where there was no family left or something like that, they're the whoever owns the property let, lets them sell stuff off. You know, hey, if you know, you know, and the, most of the stuff ends up in the dumpster. But some of these guys will list stuff on on Craigslist, and I got this lawnmower, and the guy just absolutely positively lied to me. He said, "Yeah," he says, "Yeah, we used to cut grass. We cut the grass here just like about two months ago." You know, and it won't start. The starter on it is broke. It won't start. I tore it apart. The carburetor is so gummed up, you can't even move the choke plate. You know what I'm talking about? You know, you know what I'm talking about? In a car back in the day, or in the car or a lawnmower, when, a, when an engine's cold... Yes, you, I know exactly what that means. You can't put... You have to limit the amount of air that goes into the carburetor. So there's literally a plate. Sometimes it's a plate, sometimes like it's a valve, that when you, turn, yeah. when you pull the choke, it closes off the air. Well, this carburetor was so Hence gummed. The name show. Right. This this carburetor was so gummed up, you know, because if you leave gas in like if you if you leave it for like sometimes even over the winter it'll gum up a little bit. If you leave it for like 10 years, it turns to like glue. So this carburetor was so gummed up, both the the butterfly for the uh, for the jets and and the, the 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 butterfly the choke plate whatever you want to call it for the choke were literally like welded in place you know this lawnmower hadn't been on for probably 10 15 years and i got it running matter of fact i got it running really well and the crazy thing about it is um a lot of times you get these old lawnmowers they've been left out and they're all rusty and you know the frames are you know no good this thing looks i mean this is like a, a 95 1995 model it looks like it's never been in the rain before the, it's yeah. You know, I mean, I could if I spent some time on this and took it like to the car wash and hit it with the pressure washer and you know buffed up the paint and stuff like that, it would look almost new. But yet, you know, 
and it, the starter run is broke, and they somebody started started to take it apart, and there's parts missing. I think I told you I went to the John Deere dealer and I got one of the parts, but there were like five screws, these little tiny screws missing. They were five. I go to the John dealer. They're six dollars a piece, thirty bucks for the screws. I go to I go to HD and I buy a pack of. Of course, they come in pack of four, so I needed five, so I had to buy two packs. A buck eighty nine, you know, for like ten screws. I'm going like, okay. So I got it running, but the starter still broke. I actually put my drill on it. You know, you can a lot. Of, I don't know if you know this or not. A lot of a lot of small engines, you can start with the drill. You know about this? No, I didn't. Yeah, yeah. Well, you take the starter assembly. If it's like a if it's like a recoil starter, you the recoil thing. You take it off, and usually a nut on the top, a nut or a bolt in the top, and you find whatever. The only thing you got to be real careful because when the thing starts up, it 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 literally can break your wrist. You have to be really careful when you do this because if the thing starts. It spins your 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 drill around like like a windmill, and if you don't get that thing off the bolt right away, you got a broken arm. So anyway, I got the thing running, and once again, the problem with it is the gas tank was like all gummed up, the fuel filter was was clogged, has a fuel pump on the fuel pump was clogged, the carburetor was clogged. I I bought a new carburetor on eBay. I bought the fuel pump at the John Deere dealership. I bought the fuel filter, and I replaced some of the hose. Some of the hose was so gummed. I mean, you know, I you know, to the point where, you know, you put the air compressor on one end of the hose, and nothing comes out, and you know, the hose is clogged up with, you know, old fuel. I you know, put a new piece of hose in. You know, spent a, you know, I don't know. It was like my project for like two or three days. I kept saying, I'm gonna get the thing running today, and I keep working it, and bang, I got it running. I cut grass with it. I cut grass with it like two weeks ago. It was sort of cool. I'm cutting grass in December. I love to cut grass. It were way long, and it's all your fault. Grass loves you, too. No, it doesn't. I kill it. Yes, it does. It doesn't like me. I roll it over with a lawnmower. I chop its heads off. You know, that's how grass doesn't like me. Okay. it is. That explains so much, Brad. It is 639. We went way too long. That Your fault. It is. That's the original one. Shelly, were you saying the, were you saying the alternate lyrics when that song was playing? I was, bro. Oh, oh, yeah. I was thinking, what were the ultimate lyrics? Oh, yeah. The alternate lyrics. They just go with that. <laughs> right. They do. I uh, know. Yeah. Am you I know, wrong? No, it's still. Um, you know, some things at weddings never change. They're, you know, it's always like hokey pokey. You got to play the hokey pokey. You know, put your right foot in. The chicken dance. Chicken dance. And that. And yeah, you know, money, money, right? And then, and then, Sweet Caroline by Neil Diamond, and bum, bum, bum. right, and the alternate lyrics in that one, you know. So anyway, it's six forty-four. It is a Friday morning. I always feel good on Friday morning. Um, I'm drinking my soda. I'm sorry. My, I'm, I'm switching back and forth between my, my Mountain Dew and my cans of I, I, because the reason I like cans in the morning because it sort of limits me. I can't. And I don't want to drink too much, especially Mountain Dew. And so I eat, only, you know, eat a, a drink a 12-ounce can. And then I recycle the cans and go to my place down That's Valley Park. That's true, I go down to my place in Valley Park. I got a can crusher here at the office. Crush my cans, take them down to Valley Park, which that guy, and I wish he'd do an advertising with me, but he never will. But it's my favorite recycling place. There's the, They know me by name. Literally, they know, hey, Brad, how you doing? You know, once again, Brad the recycler. You know, and, and I've... It's so funny. I've had people say, well, you're one of those people that you don't believe in, in, in like what's going on with the environment. Yeah, I do. I do believe things change. Matter of fact, here's what's weird. I heard this yesterday. They're having all these rainstorms in, you know, like on the West Coast in California. And California yes, has, I had, heard about them. has had like severe drought. Get this. What? 
here we are, what, today's the 13th by Lucky 13, Friday the 13th. Yeah, on, it is. So, in other words, we've got, we're only like literally about two and a half weeks into winter because winter officially kicked down on December 21st. So, we're like two and a half, maybe three weeks into winter, right? Okay, already they have like 105% of the winter snowpack up in some of the mountains in California. Already. Now, this is great news, and they said that there's, like, at one point in time, there were, I don't know how many counties that were in severe drought mode in California, and, and I mean, like, I think, like, two-thirds of the state. Now it's, like, two counties. So, once again, the downside is it's been a tremendous amount of rain. There's been landslides and stuff like that, but it's really, 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 really helped because on the West Coast, especially even, like, in, you know, Nevada, Colorado, with the thing with Lake Mead, do you know what's going on with Lake Mead? I do not. Lake Mead is at all-time record lows. It's never, ever, 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 ever been this low and because of the drought. And they claim that they don't think it will ever return to normal because they said, and this is sort of interesting, they said that even if that area, which would be north of, of you know, Las Vegas, you know, where the, the area that feeds the Colorado, which ultimately is, you know, is, is, is that's, what's, that's what's dammed, the Colorado River, which makes Lake Mead, that... It's so dry, the soil is so dry, that if they get a lot of rain, it just soaks into the soil, never makes it to the river. You know, because normally you have rain, and you know, like in our area, you know, rain, and it goes out, you know, it goes down your street, and it goes down to a, a sewer, which goes down to, you know, Darden Creek, which is right near your house. You know where Darden Creek is. And I do. Darden Creek ultimately goes into the Missouri River, and then Missouri River ultimately goes into the Mississippi, you know, and so everything drains. Well, that's the problem, that when it gets so dry that the rain just gets absorbed into the ground because the ground's like rock hard and it's just sucking up that moisture and never makes it into the river. Well, anyway, I've gotten to be sort of a nerd about this. I have, I've watched Lake Mead Lake, uh, lake levels. Am I a nerd or what? You are. <laughs> but the A se- weirdo too. <laughs> see, I'm an environmentalist. You know, I care you about this are. kind of stuff. <laughs> see, I see, mean, you're a tree hugger. But what's crazy about this? I sent you evidence this, the why, other day. Why do people think I'm like this terrible guy who's like, you know, because what I think is, it's like with anything. If you know some guy who likes cars, okay, and he's a car guy, and then you find out he has 300 cars, you go like, okay, I think you might be too much of a car guy. You know what I'm saying? Uh People that take it to the extremes are the people that talk about like, I don't wear any man-made fire. I mean, I remember this woman used to, years ago, used to try to get on all this. She, She literally drove around the country. She was like an early stage environmentalist. And she would go. She'd go on radio stations and just be snooty. People loved it because she was so snooty. And the the talk show host would say, "Okay, so you don't have any impact in the environment? No, I don't. Do you have leather shoes? No, my shoes are plastic." And the guys would say, "Yeah, but it took oil to make those shoes, you know, and stuff like that." You oh. know, you know. I mean, like we talked about that. What last month before Christmas? Remember the thing came out that, and this was on CNN. This was a CNN report that if you're one of those people that buys one of the reusable grocery bags, one of the cotton, you know, bags, you know, that all the, the all the yeah, oh, so? I don't, I don't take paper and plastic. Remember, it you have to use that bag. Was it seven thousand times before you would use the same before it would compensate for the same carbon footprint as one plastic bag? So in other words, the idea of you of you having that. Tape that that reusable cotton bag. Oh, I'm a friend of the environment. I don't take the plastic bags at the grocery store. The only problem is it the carbon footprint of that one one reusable cotton bag is seven thousand times worse than 
one plastic bag. And yet, we say that to people, that can't be true. It's on CNN. Matter of fact, you know I heard that? I heard that on NPR one morning. Was this, they had this game show, and they, they gave that as a quiz, a quiz question. And one of the guys even said, you do know we're on NPR, and we can't say things like that. <laughs> You oh, know, really? Yes. You know, the idea about that, oh, we're so environmentally correct. They've got a new woman on KWMU who does the midday show, the noon show, and she sounds just like this. She sounds just like the two women on the Saturday Night Live, Live deal. You know what I'm talking about? Do you no, know the church lady? No, no, don't you ever see this one with Alec Baldwin? Oh, it's so funny. No, it, I don't. I don't watch Saturday Night Live. I don't have TV. All you knew. Here, I'll bring it up on. We'll play it next hour. For, for. Oh, okay. That sounds fun. <laughs> we'll, no, we'll play it. I'm running late. Uh, here, I was, we'll play some commercials, and I'll come back, and I'll play the, the thing. I, you've probably seen this before. You just don't remember it. Okay, 6.50. Okay. BS.show. Elvis, so sad, lost his daughter last night or yesterday. Isn't that terrible? She's, what, 52? Lisa it Marie? is. It's, it's 52, so 54? Tragic. And the crazy thing is, she was just on TV Tuesday night. Did you see this? Yeah, but you don't know if that wasn't recorded oh, no, no, two no. months ago. No, that was the Golden Globe Awards. That was live. And there's pictures because the reason that her and her mother, you know, Priscilla and Lisa Marie were there, because the Golden Globes, the guy who won the Golden Globes was the guy who played Elvis in that movie, that Boz Lerman movie that came oh, out last really? year. Oh, really? Yes, yes. So the, she was at the Golden Globes. There's pictures of her. Matter of fact... There's a picture of her with, I can't remember the guy's name, who's the actor, but he's in the middle and Priscilla's on one side and Lisa Marie's on the other side. They are like carbon copies. You can't, I mean, they look like, I mean, that shows you. Me and Tiffany? A little bit different because you have different hair in the whole bit. They have the same hair the whole bit. And the amazing thing is, I guess maybe that makes Lisa, Lisa Marie look a little bit older and Priscilla look a little bit younger because they look like they're sisters. And she's got to be what? 20, 30 years older than Lisa Marie? How old's Priscilla Presley? I'll look that up next hour. Okay, let me do this real quick. I'm going to play this because run up. I ran late that first break. So I'm just going to play the beginning of this and let's see if we can just. You know, I was going to play an ad. Hold on. Da, 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 da. And I can't believe you haven't heard this before. The video in this is really great. Uh, I got, I'm got. i vamping here because of the fact that I'm watching an ad and I can't clear it out. It's for Clorox. And you know, I'm going to go right out and buy Clorox. Okay, here we are. Hold on a minute. Here we are. Here. Hello, I'm Margaret Jo McCullen. And I'm Terry Rialto. And, and you're, you're listening, listening to The Delicious Dish on National Public, Public Radio. <laughs> now, Terry, it's Christmas season again, our favorite time of year. That's right, Margaret Jo. Holiday time is when the most wonderful culinary wishes can come true. Now, what's on your list this holiday season, Margaret Jo? Well, Terry, I really got greedy this year. I'm asking Chris Kringle for a wooden bowl, some oversized index cards, and a funnel. Ooh, a funnel. That'll be great for funneling. I know. I, I feel like a glutton. <laughs> What's on your list, Terry? Well, I'm only asking Santa for one thing. I won't go through the whole thing. They don't bring in Alec Baldwin. You've never seen that skit before? I haven't. Oh, you have to watch that. It's so funny. It's so Find funny. Find me the YouTube clip and I'll watch here, it. Here, I'll send it to you right now. Hold on here. Here, okay. I'll, I'll share here. Share. I hit my share button. Then I hit my copy link. I'll hit the copy link. I could have just put your little face on there when I hit your face and it would have been bonk, bonk, bonk. That's not bad. I hit your little face. 
You know what I'm saying? It sounds you, like the way I talk to you, you know, pretty much every day. You know what I'm saying? That your little your little face icon shows up. You know, bunk, my little face icon. <laughs> book and bunk away it goes. Okay, I just sent it to you. Watch it. It's so funny. And and you know what's interesting about it is before Alec Baldwin turned into like a butthead, he was really funny. You know, now he's so Mr. Political. And they keep saying they're going to arrest him on the deal with that movie set where he, he you know, the gun he had killed that that lady and and injured that guy. They still say that he's going to be charged with, like, manslaughter. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, not good. Not good. Okay. It wasn't his fault, though. Well, they're saying it was to a certain extent. I mean, that's the... Me- See, murder would be... Premeditated murder would be to the point where he did it, and you know what I mean? And there's... I, I, I'm not an attorney. I don't play one on TV, and I'm not, I'm not, not, I'm not my daughter, so I don't know the whole... I'm, I can look at something real quick. I can see where we're at. I just screwed up. Okay, okay. I know where we're at. Okay. My computer's all messed up this morning. Okay. Uh-oh. Yeah, it's terrible. Okay, we have to take a break. Okay. We'll, we will Great. be back. Uh, and right now, it is 6.59. Yes, yes, yes. Every Tanya Tucker song, you just can't go wrong with that. So, you are listening to BS.show. I am Brad. He is Shelly. And together, we make BS. BS.show is a show about nothing. And um, we've proved that time and time again. Either that or it's all about BS. And that's true as well. So um, how do you like the weather out there today? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's cold. You know, I, I, Brad picks up this the drops that I make, but I really do mean those. Um, they always have a story behind them, but he never tells a story, probably because he doesn't remember it. But... We um, have all these things that we've got going on. So let's talk about Podcaster. Have you all heard about Podcaster? We are 104.5 in, um, is now podcasting. It's a podcasting station. If you have uh, a podcast, you can't, you can't cuss in it. I mean, if I have to struggle, you have to struggle. And you can't cuss in it because Why? Because it's going to be um, on the air. The FCC's got rulings over that. So we can't cuss and we have to be good. But not only will it be on the air, it will also be um, on our multiple websites, our multiple website platforms, our social media, and it'll be streaming on podcaster.fm. And podcaster spelled a little different. It's P-O-D-C. A S T R R R. I'm a pirate. R. So, um, but yeah, it's it's really sounding good. We've got micro mini podcasts, maxi podcasts. They sound like sanitary products, but they're not. They are just something to uh, let the people get their word out and you just enjoying enjoying your time listening to the to 1045. So Brad will be long in a second. And but it looks like I'm still gonna talk. So normally I would have the the um the happy I don't know what I want to call it. I need to call it something. It's it's happy thoughts really. And um one of the things that I like to say is 
the three things that matter in this world are um, your, your, your health, the content of your character, and the ripples that you leave behind. And those are three things. You can't do anything about your health. You can try. You can maintain it. But um, sometimes your body just talks back to you. So you don't have as much control over that as, as you would think. And then um, content of your character, be a woman or man of your word. I've taught that to my babes. I will teach that to my nuggets. And um, you just have to be a woman of your word or a man of your word. And then, of course, there's leaving ripples behind. So leaving ripples behind, have you opened up the door for a stranger? Have you uh, paid for the the Mako Lacacino from Starbucks to the person behind you. It's just something, it's a little something to be a good human, to touch the lives of people you don't know. And you don't have to say thank you. You don't have to have a thank you or expect anything in return. You just make ripples and then they will pay it forward. And believe me, you may not know where that ripple takes, takes them, but it'll be it'll be marvelous. So those are my three things to uh, as 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 I learn the, as I live by them is your health, the content of your character, and the ripples that you leave behind. I just want to leave good ripples. I don't know about Brad. We'll have to ask him when he comes back. Brad, are you back? He's not. So it looks like you're stuck with me. So I don't know about you, but I am a Marketplace fan and I have redone my entire house during COVID uh, thanks to Ada Zollner. She's a painter, female professional painter, and she's amazing. And she did this whole house, well, on the inside um, during COVID, 2020 during COVID. And it looks beautiful. There's only two rooms that we didn't get done. And that's the room that I'm in now that I'm broadcasting out of. And what's the other room? Oh, the bathroom. Not my master bath. That's finally done. Thank goodness. Thank you, Steve Dearson. Thank you, Greg at... Oh, you're back. Greg at Glass Guru. And um, yes, they, they fixed my bathroom and it's just... I spend most of my time in there, not on the commode, not in the shower, not in the tub, but just sitting on a bench and just kind of, you know, going over my day. Shelly, you did great. I mean, I'm sorry. I, I, I didn't mean, I didn't mean on purpose to take so long, but I had a major malfunction in the other studio and I had to, and of course. Was it called Shelly? No, I had a computer lock up. And of course, when I rebooted it, it had to load the new updates, which took forever. You know what I mean? Like you're up I do. 30%, 40%. Okay, whatever. You know, okay. Um, anyway, okay. Did you did you talk about my favorite politician when you play the song? You come out of that song. That's Gretchen Wilson, the now the, the new governor of uh, the governor of Michigan. Oh, did she get it? No, oh, I didn't. Yeah, that's Gretchen Wilson. That. She's the governor of Michigan. She used to be country western star. Good for her. Now she's the <laughs> there. There's this group of governors, women governors, who are shall we say, very attractive. Christy Nome from South Dakota, knockout. Literally, 
there's a picture of her in some parade where she's on a horse and she's like in full cowgirl outfit. Oh my god! Uh-huh. I mean, the cowboys, the the cowboys, the boys on the farm are going, "Hey, hey, hey Lester, look at her. She's a she's a pretty looking woman. She's on a horse. You're sure you got a pretty mouth, huh? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> anyway, okay, <laughs> we're back. Okay. Uh, Things that, matter of fact, I'm in the other studio. I'm such a radio nerd. I've got two radios going in the other studio. Besides, you're listening to other radio stations. Well, I have to. I have to admit, when I go in the other station, the other room, I have I have a radio that I go back and forth. I listen to all sorts of different stations. And this morning, it's I'm listening to Jamie Allman on 104.9. Okay, and he's talking about the Corvette thing. I mean. Everybody's talking about the Corvette thing. It's just like, God. It's, and you know what's sad about it is, if you watch the press conference, you can find it all over the place. When this Peter Ducey guy, you know, the guy from Fox, nails him on the Corvette thing, then he reads the statement, and he can barely read it. You know, I mean, it's sort of sad. You know, he's not reading off a prompter. He being... The president. He's reading off oh, a, a, honey, a piece sorry. of paper, and he's stumbling through it, and it's the official statement. And now it's it's interesting. You get these guys who are ex-comms people. In the old day, they used to call, call them PR people, but they're comms people now. And I heard an interview yesterday yesterday afternoon with some guy who used to work for the government. It talks about, like, it's gotten so bad in the government that nobody hardly, you know, like, once you get in the upper echelon, nobody says anything off the cuff anymore because of the fact that it's, like, it's always got to be scripted stuff. It's all got to be a teleprompter, and, you know, you hear Nancy Pelosi talk, and it's always like, you know, well, thank you so much. I want to thank, reach out to everyone who has been one of my compadres. You know, it's like, okay, whatever. You know I mean? Just say, hey, thanks for all those people that helped me out, you know? It just, you watched the beginning, I heard you watch the beginning of the of the Sweaty Balls thing with SNL, right? <laughs> Is it, uh, yes. did you watch much of it? Did you, did you, did you see where, did you, where Alan Baldwin's in it? You gotta watch it. It's like six or seven minutes long. You oh, gotta, okay. So I've seen the Sweaty Ball thing. That's it. That was it. That's how it starts. Oh, okay. That's the start of the Sweaty Balls things. Oh, that is so hilarious. Right, and it's and it's so funny because they're making fun of Terry Gross. I don't know if you know who that is. Terry Gross. I don't know. Terry Gross Ooh, has gross. been on, Terry Gross has been on NPR for like decades. I mean, okay. every, every once in a while she'll come on and she'll go, hi, this is Terry Gross. And in 1982, we interviewed Count Basie. And here's part of that interview. And it's her. And she sounds just like she does today. Hi, hi Count Basie. Yeah, Terry Gross here. Oh, hi, hi, Terry. Uh, let me ask you about when you're moving around the country playing all your music. She sounds the same in 1982 and 84, 86, 93, 2001 as she does right now. She's got that, hi, I'm Terry Gross. And you know what? She's like, in person, she's like, and I'm not kidding. She's like four foot ten and weighs 65 pounds. She's this okay, little. Okay, so she's little, but she's mighty. Little tiny lady. Yeah, little tiny. And I don't know how old she is now. She's got to be, she's got to be up there. I mean, I'm younger than, I mean, I'm older than everybody because I'm 87. Let me see how old she is. Find her. I think, I don't even know if that's her real name. Let me look it up here. Wikipedia. Um, anyway, I was I was talking. The reason I brought that up was last hour. They have a new lady who's doing the KWMU thing during the day, the noon hour, and she talks just like Terry Gross. She's like, "Hi, thanks for listening to KWMU," and I'm talking real loud because the walls in our studio are so are so thin that I don't want anybody to hear me in the bathroom because the bathroom's right next to the air studio, and I don't want to hear anything from the bathroom either. Okay, she is. 
Um, when was she born? They don't have a date. Oh, she's born in 51. So she's, what, 71 now? 71, something like that? Yeah. Been a long, long personal life. She's in college, late 60s. Gross, Gross was married for about a year to a man she knew from high school with whom she had been living previously. Gross said she dropped out of college in her sophomore year to hitchhike with him across the country before they were married. She obtained a divorce by the time she started her radio career in 1973. God, she's she's been doing as long as me, 1973. She's a 50-year vet. Gross has been married to Francis Davis, a former jazz critic for Village Voice, since 1994. They have been together since 1978. Davis is Catholic and Gross is Jewish, but neither is practicing. They reside in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. They share a passion for music. They have no children, which Gross has said has, was a deliberate choice in their part. No children? Come on. You've got to experience all the wonderment that is changing diapers at 2 o'clock in the morning. You've done that, right, Jelly? <laughs> I have, even and, with the little nugget. And when the kids get sick, they throw up on you, you know, I mean, oh, like, yeah. right? And you take, them, you take them to your work and they say embarrassing things about your coworkers. <laughs> Pretty much. Oh, that's that's our daddy. No, no. My, I told you this thing my youngest son said to one of my employees one time. Yes, <laughs> yes, you did, and we don't know you go in. We can't say that one on the air. Nope, we cannot. <laughs> I wish we could because I know you it do. is a classic. It is a classic. He, I, I know. Asked, let it go. I asked him to just let it go. I asked him not too long ago about that. Do you remember that? And he's going like, no, I don't remember that. And I go like, okay, good. Shaking my head, brother. Uh, hold on, hold on a minute. Uh, oh, okay, okay. Uh, where well, I'm lost, I was, I lost my train of thought because I was in the other room trying to fix stuff. Let me k- pick back up and see if I can find out where the heck I am. Um, you were talking about all sorts of stuff. What were you talking about? You talking about uh, uh, getting your bathroom fixed? Did they got a, was something wrong with it? Well, yeah, it was gutted since 2012. I know, but you said, but didn't, were there, you made it sound like there was somebody just recently there. I thought he had it all finished off like a couple months ago. It was, I did, but there's some little things that they have to come back and tweak. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Here's one, and you watch this video. This is crazy video. Cray cray. This is a guy, uh, this is a South Carolina Walmart. Guy walks in, he's got a pocket knife, but it's not a little tiny pocket knife, it's a I would say the blade's like maybe, you know, five, six inches long. So it's not like a little tiny so pocket. So it's like line. a medium yeah, machete. It, you wouldn't want to get, you wouldn't want to have him, you know, impart that upon your skin. Let me put it that way. Okay. Right. So he starts chasing people around in Walmart. He goes up to the service center and, tra- and, 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 and chases a couple women. There are people yelling in the store and the whole bit. And he's like, he goes over to the self-checkout area and he's waving the knife around. And, and his one guy tries to, you know, come at him from the front and try to knock him down. And, he, and the guy turns and he misses. So and you watch this video and it's like, holy cow, a guy who now comes out, he's a, I think an army veteran, Marine veteran, picks up it almost looks like like a big, you know, one of those things the the like when they put you in a queue. You have those those like ropes that go between the the stanchions. You know what I'm talking about? Like that has like I do. you know, it's like the has the big round, you know, one and a half two foot thing on, and it's got like a pole that comes out of it. Yes. This guy comes up behind him, comes up behind the guy, you know, who's waving the knife around, and he actually says at one point he says. I know you've called the police. When the police get here, I'm going to slice them up. And I'm going like, okay, this is not good. You know, this guy comes up behind him and whacks him in the head. I mean, gets him in the head. This guy goes down like a ton of bricks. 
I mean, he's on the ground, and a couple other people jump on him and grab the knife away from him. And this guy is like Mr. Nonchalant. He's just like standing there like, like, okay, buddy, I showed you. Turns out he's like a Marine Corps vet and the whole bid. And they interviewed him. He goes like, hey, he says, it's my, it's my, my training. He says, we're trained to go to, you know, they talk about, you know, you uh, like the police. That was the thing. Remember when the Uvalde thing came out that, that, you know, the police held back and, that's against all the the hostage training. The hostage training now is, are like at least the active shooter training is you you approach the 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 shooter. In other words, you don't you don't you don't you know stay back. And the idea being is, unfortunately, some of the guys are going to get shot. You know, a bunch of them. When you rush the guy, some of them are going to get shot. Some of the police are going to get shot. But if you rush enough of them, that you can get the guy. So and and he's talking about you were trained to you know go to danger and the whole bit. And I watched the video, and it's like, holy cow. And mine, he gets this guy in the head with that thing, and it hits him right, you know, on like on the edge. And I'm thinking to myself, I bet you he like fractured his skull. And I, the guy just goes down like that. I'm going like, okay, first off, who are these people? You know, I mean, they've got to have some kind of a mental issue. You know what I mean? Either that they're high on drugs or something like that. Why would you go into a Walmart and chase people around with a knife? You know? I mean, because you know it's going to end badly for you, no matter what happens. Police are going to show up, you're going to get shot or something like that, you know, or some customer like this. And then now the controversy is this Houston thing, you know, know they're talking about the guy who shot the robber in Houston? Okay. Do you know this story? I don't. (sighs) They've, they've, They've shown the edited video. There's this one side I watch, these guys, they, they, they teach, they teach self-defense and they got the unedited video. And the story is it's in a taqueria. We don't have those around here, but apparently in Houston, it's like, that's the big Mexican restaurant. They're called taquerias and you go and you eat tacos and there's a security camera and this guy comes in, he's wearing all black and he's got a mask on and he's got a gun and he's going from table to table. He's robbing the customers. He's not robbing the restaurant. He's robbing the customers and he's going from table to table to table and he's sticking a gun in their face and people are giving him money. He's taking their cell phones a whole bit. So on the left side of the frame, you see two guys at a table eating and he goes to their table, puts the gun in their face and he's yelling, you know, yelling and screaming at him, you know, and, you know, people are, and, and, you know, people are taking money out of their pocket and giving it to him and giving their cell phones a whole bit. So he walks past this table. He just robbed these two guys and he goes to the bottom of the screen, which is like the front of the restaurant. And there's some people that are already like climbed underneath, underneath, you know, tables and, and, right. and, you know, and he's robbing them. So then, and he starts to go back and there's some people in the corner that he missed and he's walking past this, this one table that he just robbed. The guy stands up and shoots him four times in the back. Bang, bang, bang. You know, four times. He goes down. Then the guy chases him and then he starts running toward the door. He's still running. He shoots him another four times. The guy goes up to him and he's on the ground. And at that point in time, either, you know, dead or near dead, Shoots him in the head. Wow! And then he goes. He, he then he goes through the guy's pockets and pulls out all the money that he stole, all the cell phones, and he very nonchalantly walks over to a table, an empty table, throws all the money on top of it, and says, "You can see him say things." And apparently, he's telling him, "Hey, here's your money. Come get it." And the people come and get their money back. He goes over to his table, drinks a you know, picks up, looks like his coffee cup, takes his drink off his coffee cup. 
walks back to the table again, starts to leave, walks to, back to the table again, picks up like looks like a soda glass, drinks a cla- glass of soda, walks to the door, steps over the guy's dead body, goes out and gets in his truck and leaves with his buddy. So now they're saying, and here's the crazy thing. They're saying he's going to go in front of a grand jury. And they're saying, okay. And it turns out that the guy has got a toy gun. And of course, here we go again. His mom's on TV. I can't believe they did that to my son. He's a good kid. He's a good kid. He's 30 years old. He just got out of jail. He was in jail for 25 years for a, a murder charge. Apparently, he was involved in a robbery where they murdered some guy that owned a store, but he's not the guy that pulled the trigger, but he was thrown in jail for accessory to a murder. He's out on bond from beating up his girlfriend, and his mom's saying how terrible it was that this guy, you know, shot him so many times and shot him in the head, and that was terrible, and that he should still be alive, and, you know, it's terrible because he's a good kid. Do you see something wrong with that? I mean, it's, I do. It's the point where you start to scratch your head, you go like, okay, I know sometimes the love of a mother can be, you know unconditional but when you got a son who's been in the slammer for, and he was like he was like sentenced to like i can't remember if it's 15 or 25 years he got out for good behavior gets out beats up his girlfriend he's out on bond from beating up his girlfriend and of course it's his baby mama you know he beat up his girlfriend and she's having his baby and he goes in and it's and of course they now they're saying he had a toy gun well if somebody comes in and you know, if someone walks into a bank or something like that and they have something that looks like a gun and they said, you know, okay, give me all your money, you have to assume it's a real gun, right? You, ah, oh, it's just a toy. Eh, it's no big deal. It's a toy. This was a toy. So they're saying, and so his mother said, it was only a toy gun. He's a good boy. He doesn't never, never does anything wrong. Yeah, right. He's been in jail for accessory to murder. You know, I mean, it's just like, I don't get it. I mean, first off, if that were my kid, you know, I mean, I would put myself in her position. I would not talk to the press. I would not be, you know, standing there with, you know, four TV stations rolling, you know, rolling tape or, roll, you know, not taping some words, all digital, you know, recording me. I wouldn't be, I wouldn't, I would just like go underground. I would just like, oh, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to talk about it. You know, I mean, it's, it's upsetting to me. I don't, you know, I know I might say something that, that I would not, I would regret, you know, you know, I get it. How often do you do that? I do what with my kids? <laughs> when the, Say something that you would regret. Uh, with you, about forty-two times an hour. Indeed. Yeah, you know. But you know what I've got? What? When, when I get done saying stupid stuff, I can always count on Joe to say stuff like. And by the way, my Corvette's in a lock garage. Okay, so it's not like you're sitting out in the street. Right. I can always rely on that. Right. Yes. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's 728. It is BS.show. You know, we talked about the other morning, we talked about, uh, where was that? Uh, they're talking about possibly banning gas stoves. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I remember talking about that the other day. <laughs> well, apparently, here's an article. Apparently, there were so many people that went, okay, now you've gone too far that now they've backed off from that. Here, let me get the story. Sorry, where was it? Uh, uh, da, 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 da. Uh, hold on. I can't. Oh no! Here's a good one too. I got to do this one. Hold on a minute. I, I got to find this one. First off, the guy in Ecuador. Okay. Uh, this was by the uh, 
Public Safety Commission, they were talking about the Public Safety Commission was talking about doing this. Now they backed off saying, uh, we weren't really serious about that gas stove ban. But it's in some states. Did you know that? I did not. Okay, here's one for you. And I'm surprised this happened. hasn't happened yet. It's not even the United States. It's in Ecuador. A guy gets divorced from his wife. And apparently the Ecuadorian laws are set up so that the wife almost always gets the kids. In other words, they get custody of the kids, okay? Yeah. So what did this guy do? I don't know. He changed sexes. (laughs) Okay, start over, please. Okay. In Ecuador, apparently the laws are written so that the, the woman always automatically gets custody rights of the kids. Right. And he wanted the kids. So he went to... Once again, in Ecuador, is like the United States, you know, these, you know, you can be anything you want to be. He goes to the Ecuadorian government. I don't know what it is, the DMV, whatever they have, Ecuador. And he declares himself a woman. And they change his sex on his driver's license to female. And he goes back to court and says, hey, I'm the mother too. Get what he did? <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> the idea of being like, like. Can I tell you if I like it or not? <laughs> well. I mean, but see, this is the goofy thing. Like, you know. (sighs) Nothing is as goofy as giving these young children, as young as third grade, the choice to determine whether or not they want to be a boy or a girl. I don't get it. That is ridiculous. I don't understand the whole thing. I mean, to me, it's like, I mean, you know, I think back and I think think stupid mistakes I made in my early 20s that I'm thinking to myself, okay, what was I thinking at the time? I mean, I can't imagine... (laughs) If one day I woke up and I was like 11 years old, you know, I think I'm a girl. You know, I mean, like, I don't know. And I'll tell you, I, I know what the deal is. I know what it is. It's because of media. I talk about this all the time. Where have all the macho guys gone? It's not cool to be macho anymore. You can't be, you know, they called it toxic masculinity. You can't yes. be, you can't be like, like, uh, you know, like the, like, for example, James Garner. He was a man's man. You know what I mean? I mean, that guy just had, you know, Matt Garner. Yeah. Don't you think? I mean, I always agreed. I, I always thought to myself, if I could be born over again, I want to look just like James Garner, because not only was he good looking dude, he just had that kind of cool swagger about him. You know what I mean? He was just sort of like he did. And remember in Rockford, he was always like, you know, low key kind of guy. But, you know, when it take, took time, came time to take care of business, he was there. You know what I mean? He's, you know, he stepped up to the plate. You go back and look at these old TV shows, even like, like, you know, like, for example, like Magnum P.I., okay? Yep. Is another, Tom Selleck, you know, once again. I uh, used to date a, a, a gentleman that looked just like Tom Selleck, and then he had a friend, he was a cop, yeah. and then he had a friend that looked just like Higgins. Really? Yes. You know, T.C. died recently. You remember T.C., the helicopter pilot? I do. Yeah, he got into a car accident and died like a couple weeks later. Was, I'm so sorry. Was, was pretty severely injured. And But see, once again, Magnum P.I., you know, I mean, once again, he didn't walk around beating people up, but no. when people beat him up, he beat them up back. You know what I mean? I mean, and once again, he was sort of like that, you know, he sort of, he, you know, I think he sort of just gave that attitude that like, hey, you know what? I'm a dude. Yeah, I'm a dude. And don't push me because if you push me, I'll push back. You know what I mean? He, he wasn't going out looking for fights. You know, and neither was Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know? Well, I guess in The Terminator he was, but <laughs> in the other movies he wasn't. You know, my favorite Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, True Lies. God, that's such a good movie. Isn't that true? Oh, my God. And you know you cannot movie. find it. 
Jamie Lee on Curtis Netflix is in there. She or plays on Amazon. Yeah, I mean, it's well. See, I heard this guy the other day talking about how, and I put this up on my Facebook page yesterday about how all the streaming services are losing their shirt. They're losing so much money. Disney Plus and all of them. They're just bleeding money. I mean, because it's super expensive. It's very complicated. They, there's all sorts of business models involved with streaming and stuff like that. But I heard this guy on one of the, I can't remember what station I was listening to, and he's like their, their movie critic. And he said, if you're smart, go out and buy the DVDs. It, because he says, for that reason. Let's say one morning you wake up and you want to, oh, I want to watch Die Hard. Well, it might not be on any of the streaming services anymore. It's gone. And part of the, you know what part of the reason for that is? No. The streaming services, it's like its like uh, copyright stuff. Every time it's played, they owe royalties and, and uh, what's it, royalties and what's it, uh, um, there's another term um, that uh, I can't remember the other one is. And it, anyway, they, every time they play it, they have to pay money. You know, you, you know, like, for example, the people who are on, like, Friends, all the six actress, actors and actresses on Friends. Every, yeah. You know, they make they make uh, uh, residuals, residuals. That's what they make all this money because when they signed that contract, they said, OK, every time this is played on a TV station or, a, you know, a streaming service back, there was no streaming service. Or if, you know, if you buy a DVD, uh, you know, or back in the old days, a VHS of all the, you know, hey, your favorite, you know, clips from your favorite Friends episodes, they get money for that. So the problem is the guess who has to give the money, the people who play it. So there's certain movies that the residuals on it are high, and the streaming services just don't play them anymore. They're just gone. They just disappear. So this guy, anyway, this expert, that's what it was. He was some movie expert, says, go out and buy the DVDs. I'm thinking to myself, you know what? Can you buy DVDs anymore? Can I? You can. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm so dumb. that I haven't bought a DVD in a long time. I think the last DVD I bought was the Jack Reacher DVD, and that was like 10 years ago. But can, can you go to, like, Wally World and buy DVDs? Well, I haven't been in Wally World probably in months, but I think so. See, that's what happened. Here we are in the radio business with records and stuff like that. This is what killed the record industry. Because back in the day, back in my in my youth, you could go practically anywhere and buy records. You could remember you go to Woolworth, you go to Walgreens, you go to, you know, like Back in the day, I'm going to date myself. Sticks, Baron Fuller, famous bar. I love Sticks, Baron Fuller. I grew up in their dressing rooms. I'm not going to touch that. There's something I got to say, but I'm not going to touch it. But you know what I'm saying? Famous bar, Sticks, Baron Fuller had record departments. You go in and go through yes, the records. Yes, they did. Right? You could buy 45s. You could buy, you know, you know, you could buy the LPs and stuff like that. And then it got to the point, which I think was a huge mistake. Like Garth Brooks came out and said, I've got a DVD that, or, or, or a CD that you can only buy at Walmart. Okay, I know he signed some exclusive deal with Walmart. Did you have to go to Walmart to buy the CD? I think that's a stupid mistake. Unless he got like two hundred million to do that, you know. Because in fact, why would you cut down your sales? But what it turned into, like right now, if you want to buy a CD, I don't know. Does Walmart even? You know, that's going to be. That, I'm, you know what I'm going to do today? I'm going to make a conscious effort. I'm going to go to a Wally World. And I'm going to go see if I can buy DVDs and CDs. I don't. I don't think you can buy CDs anymore. I think CDs are gone. Which is sort of sad because CDs were like the perfect format, you know, for music. I mean, it sounded great. They were somewhat durable. You could leave them on your dashboard and they wouldn't melt like the cassettes did. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I do know. <laughs> yeah, you know, that kind of stuff. But mm-hmm. I'm going like, you know, what happened? And the streaming things, if you get that chance, read the article. I put it on my Facebook page. It's a really long article. It's out of variety. It's very well done. 
and it explains all the complicated issues with streaming and how they're not making money and there's there they there are all these terms they use about you know well, this guy and everybody jumped into the streaming platform and what's interesting is now they say it's going back the other way because everybody cut the cord. Now the problem is people go like, okay, I got my Hulu subscription. I got my Netflix subscription. I got this. I don't want all those. Now they're talking about there's going to be the next step is going to be some of these companies are going to come out and they're going to give you streaming packages where you buy one package and it'll have Netflix and Hulu and Peacock and all that stuff in one package. And it talked about how people are gaming the system. Did you hear that? I thought this was funny. They talked about how people are are you know like they'll 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 go on they'll be a special and say hey you know if you sign up today you get a month free you know on blah 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 so people will sign up and then they'll cancel because they want to watch some special movie or something like that and then they won't rebuy the service until they come out with another deal and then they'll sign back up get a free month and then they'll cancel I'm going like okay well once again you're just gaming the system but in other words if you set the system up to be gamed who's at fault you or them. You know what I mean? If you set it up to the point where people can game the system, you know, what's that? You know, fool me once, shame on you. Fool me twice, shame on me. You know what I'm saying? Yes. You do? You understand? I do. Really? Yes. Do we make any sense? Do you think we help anybody? Do you think anybody actually listens to the show? I do. Do you think people listen? They go like, those two are so stupid. No, they say Shelly's a smart one. Yeah, I do think they think that. But I do also think that that we help people. Really? How do we do that? Just by our quippy banter and um, speak for yourself. <laughs> no, yours is snarky banter. It's not snarky. I'm quippy. You're snarky. Oh, what's the difference? It's a big difference. Oh. 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 <laughs> Stop it! You're a, you're you're a four year old. You're a non-believer. Why should we waste time on Kabuki? <laughs> what is Kabuki? Isn't that a drink? <laughs> Kabuchi? Kambuchi? It's a drink. Why should we waste time on Kabuki? What we've, is that? We've talked about this before. This is this is ancient. It's Don Draper, and I totally get that. But what's Kabuki? Shelly, we've talked what? about this. We've talked about this before. Well, let's talk about it again. Kabuki is old school Japanese theater where it's very it's like they, they wear the weird makeup and it's very it's just sort of it's not like theater theater it's not like my fair lady it's weird stuff and it's all you know what's going on in other words you can see the here let me give you the official definition you've never seen kabuki before is it a thing what is it it's once again I'm, name it is it a thing is it a drink it's it's like it's if it's like a theater a if game? i said if i said it's like it's like a musical okay you know what a musical is it's like like hamilton's a musical where they don't talk yeah. they just sing all the time blah 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 blah, blah. I, I heard a guy in another station the other day say the same thing <laughs> this is me and i'm gonna give myself trouble for this okay remember there was a time when all these actors like hank azaria you know quit doing uh the 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 um uh, the voice of a poo on, you know, the Quickie Mart on, yes. on Simpsons. And then there was a guy who did the black dude on on uh, Family Guy who was black, who was white. Oh, I can't do that anymore. So, and there was a, you know, if you're, if, you know, I'm thinking to myself, okay, isn't that what an actor is? And, and the guy at another radio station is talking about the same thing. Like, he says, okay, explain to me how we can't have Hank Azaria do 
a poo on Quickie Mart, but yet we can have all these black actors do Hamilton. I'm going like, I'm with you, dude. You know what I mean? Like, how is it that everybody in Hamilton, except for like, I think one guy is a white dude. Everybody else is black in Hamilton. It's like, okay, I don't understand that. If you're going to use the, the one way where you if you can't be a white guy and do a black person, because, you know, my God, you can't do blackface. Oh, my God, you'd get, you know, tarred and feathered if you do blackface anymore. But, yeah, it's okay for a bunch of black guys to play white guys. I don't understand that. Do you? No. But, but see, to me, who cares? If you're an actor and you can pull it off, I don't care. If you're a man and can pull it. Remember the, the famous movie Tootsie? With uh, I do. I mean, and Dustin he, Hoffman. He pulled it off. You know what I mean? Kabuki. K-U-B-K-I. Then there it is. Uh, kabuki. Uh, kabuki is, and here's the definition, um, is a classical form of Japanese dance drama. Kabuki theater is known for its heavily stylized performances. They, it's like overacting. That's what it is. It's like that's why that's what that's why he calls it kabuki. It's like here, kabuki theater is known for its heavily stylized performances, the often glamorous costumes worn by performers, and for elaborate kamadoro makeup worn by some of its performers. And it's 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 like super 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 weird. And and they they the when the makeup they look like the guys from Kiss. Okay, that's what when they make their faces up, they look like the Kiss guys. You know what I'm saying? They have all the weird makeup on. They look like Gene Simmons with the big tongue. Yeah. Do you think he had that sewn on, or do you think his tongue is just really that big? Well, there's an interesting story about that. I heard that they he had it sewn on, and it was like a cow's tongue. Well, what's really interesting about that was a little kid, when he was about five or six years old, he lived way up in north. He lived in Canada, and he went out and tried to lick a flagpole, and his tongue got stuck in flagpole, so they cut his, cut his tongue off. And then he had a, and then they had to re, uh, take the rest of his tongue off. They did a tongueectomy, and they took the rest of his tongue off. And then what they did was they found this person, this this guy up in Canada who was a snake charmer, had a really long tongue, and he died. And he donated his tongue to organ. They did an organ transplant, and that's how that's how Gene Simmons got his big tongue. You're so full of crap. <laughs> it's all, oh, like, oh my gosh. It's all true. Seven forty-seven. It is BS dot show. Yep. I'm Shelly. She's Brad. Seven fifty-one. A Friday morning. You know, it's my first Friday on the air in uh, 2023. I wasn't here last Friday. That's true. You weren't. I was in Sterling, Illinois. You know, can I tell you something that I didn't talk sure. about? My little trip up there. Tons of windmills up in that northwest corner of, of Illinois. I love it. But can, here now, here's my weird question, okay? I what? should know better than ask this question. Okay, you see the windmills. Yes. So somehow or another, they're all tied together with wires. And where do they go into the grid at? You know what I mean? They're spinning their electricity. You know, they're spinning, spinning, spinning. They're generating electricity. How does the electricity get into the grid? Because when I drive, you know, I, when I went, to, I, went through, I went through Springfield and I went through Peoria. And then once I get through Peoria, I'm this little, little highway called Highway 40. Not Highway 40 we have around here, but Highway 40 in Illinois. And it goes through all these little towns. You know, it's one of these things where you're doing 65 miles an hour, and all of a sudden, speed limit 25. Oh, my God. You know, he, you know Barney's sitting up there with his squad car getting ready to, you know, give you a ticket. because yes, as, as you just drop down from 65 to 25. But there's windmills everywhere. People do that. What's that? Drop down from 65 to 25. Well, you have to. But, the, but I'm thinking to myself, okay, I see them on the left side, I see them on the right side. How do they tie them all together? I, they got, I guess they must have some kind of big underground cabling that, that tie them all together and then it goes out and plugs into a, a grid somewhere, stuff like that. I mean, I don't know. I know it's just one of those things. It's just, you know, I mean, I think about weird stuff like that. Because, and, and they talk about, and the interesting thing is, the day I was up there, 
I'm thinking about, oh, you know, the, 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 the Biden people talking about, oh, we've got green energy windmills. It was very still, and hardly any of them were moving. So no electricity. You know, well, they, have, like, they have time to regenerate, don't they? No. No, they could just keep going. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, they spin around. Okay, last night I watched this video. I'm a nerd. I watch weird videos. I watched this guy that, yes, got, you do. that got the new GMC Hummer. The new the Hummer, Hummer's back out. It's all electric, okay? Oh, is it real? Yes. Really? Oh, yeah, yeah, and they're really cool. Oh, my God, how many batteries does that take? Well, this guy has the top of the line, what he calls, he calls the double-stack battery pack. Double-stack battery pack. Great big monstrous thing. The thing weighs like, like I'm not kidding. It weighs like 8,000 pounds. It weighs like four tons. And... He goes to this charging station, and it's sort of weird because it's like, what's Electrify America? I think that's the big one that you see, like, in the Walmart parking lots. There's one There's one at the Walmart right there at Zumble and 70 in St. Charles. I'm trying to see where I saw an Electrify America. They're, they're all, they're getting to be, I think that's got to be, like, the big company. Okay, there's four charging stations, and he pulls up to one of them, and it's complimentary. And he so says. it's like air. Well, yeah, and he goes, and he, and he even laughs. He says, well, he says, this was a new charging station, and for about a week, all the, all, there's four charging, you know, like, like we'd call them Forks. gas pumps, but they're charging pumps, or whatever you want to call them, and there's four of them, and, he, and this is at night. There's nobody else around, and he pulls up, and he says, oh, look at this. They forgot to take this one off complimentary, so he charges his, his Hummer up, and then he shows you, because he's got, he goes back to his, his, his office, and he shows you a spreadsheet and shows you what they normally charge. If he would have paid, it would have been like $120. I'm going like, no, hold on a minute now. That's not different than diesel. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking the same thing. I'm thinking to myself, okay, why is that? Somehow I'm thinking to myself, well, shouldn't it be like 20 bucks or something? Like It was like $120. Plus he says, and then get this, there's taxes and fees. I can't remember what state he was in. Um, I can't remember what state I was watching this in. And I'm thinking to myself, okay, of course, the state's got to get a little bit of their money, and the municipals probably got a little bit of their money, and the feds probably get, get some money out of it in the whole bit. But, and then he starts, and, th- and that's what, here's what's interesting. He starts showing you, and this is where it gets complicated. There's a choice when you go to the charging stations of what rate of charge you're going to get. And the interesting what thing is... What does that mean? Well, in other words, if you're going to get like a fast charge, a medium charge, a slow charge. Like you can buy, if you get an electric car, you can buy like the regular old plug-in charger that literally literally plugs into a 117-volt outlet in your garage. And if your battery pack is dead, it'll take four days to charge it because it doesn't put much juice into the batteries, okay? But then okay. You, they have what they call what stage one, phase one, phase two, phase three, stuff like that. Okay, so what he's showing you is... The more time you sit at the charging station, the more expensive it gets. Essentially, they're charging you for the electricity, but they're also charging you for, for the time the time you're you're tying up their pump. And the idea behind this is that some of the early generation electric cars, you can't charge them that fast. You have to charge them at a slower rate because the batteries, if you charge them at a high rate, the batteries will be damaged. So what they're doing is they're essentially saying, okay, if you use the slower rate charging rate, you're essentially tying up that pump and we're not making as much money on you. So we have to charge you like a premium for the time you're sitting at the pump. So it's like, so you're sort of like penalized for having an old school EV, whereas opposed to the new ones, which will charge real fast. I'm going like, okay, 
I don't know about this. And even this guy, who's like a real techno nerd, who's very much in this talks. This is like his, he says, like his fifth or sixth electric car. Even he says, at the end of the video, he says, I have no idea how this is going to work. He says, and I think he might even be in California. He talked about it. He says, think about how many cars there are. And, he's, and he talked about the fact that, that when he put his, his Hummer on charge, he took a walk. He walked for like 30 minutes and came back and was only like half charged. And I'm going like, think about that for a minute. Most of the time. I wonder how much it goes out. Well, but think about that. You go to the gas station, okay, like your car. If you, do you, like, typically when you go and buy gas, do you ever go into the store and buy stuff? I do. Okay, but typically you are in and out probably in under 10 minutes from the time you pull up to the pump Correct. to yeah. the time you, you put the pump in the, in the car, you go inside, you get yourself a, you know, a big gulp or whatever, you come back out, you know, it's done, you pull the tank, you, know, you pull the, uh, you know, the hose out. In your case, you just drive off and it yanks the hose off the side of the, the pump, right? I tell people my secrets. <laughs> You're the woman driving down the highway with the with the hose hanging yeah. out. Have you ever so seen you're that? You're banging against the ground, causing you ever, sparks. You ever seen that before? Yes, I have. <laughs> so I'm going like, and he's talking about this, you know, like he says, think, and he's he, same thing. He says, think about that. The average person pulls in the gas station. If you go in, don't go inside. Five to six minutes to fill your tank. You know, you move, and you go like, if there's people, you know, like, how's that going to work when you get like a gazillion people had electric cars? And you know, it takes like a half hour to charge your car. I don't know. I'm a well. He had the biggest car they made. Yeah, but but see, some like he talked about some of the older cars, and that's a whole thing we talk about. There's there's problems. Tesla's having some issues because one of the things that Tesla talked about was the cars will never depreciate. Well, now people figured out that that you get nailed because you know because if you have a car that's like one of the early Teslas, I think twenty, the you know like if you get like a mid twenties, a mid mid teens, like a, a thirteen, fourteen, or fifteen Tesla or something like that, the battery is no longer in a warranty. The car is worth twenty five thousand dollars. Put a new battery pack, it's cost twenty five thousand dollars. People just say junk it, and they're just junking the Teslas because you know it's 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 more expensive. It's it's it would be like. If your engine went out in your car and your car was worth $5,000 and the engine rebuild was going to cost five, you'd probably say, eh, just junk it. But, you know, if, if the car's worth 20 and the engine's five, you put a new engine in. I just looked. We got to get get out of here. You got four seconds to say goodbye. We got to get. Have a great day, everybody. Peace. I fly. Happy Friday. Have a great weekend. 7.59. Have you heard about Salt River Automotive? Not only are we open for business and ready to serve you, we are sponsors of the BS in the Morning Show on Westplex 107.1. Check us out on Facebook at Salt River Automotive, LLC. See you soon.